morning and welcome to Living Hope Church of God. I'm Pastor Mona Stevens and I am glad that you are here in person and those online. I welcome you to open your Bibles and get ready to seek out the scriptures so that we can be very um, prepared for what God has for us. Now I know there's some that need to go to children's church. For all those that are in children's church, you can actually use the arrows, follow the arrows down and we have to keep our masks on and so on and so forth. You know the rules. All the restrictions have not changed, but God is good despite of what's going on in our society. We are still here today worshiping and, and wanting to receive something from God to give us some direction. I don't know about you, but all of us have something that we're asking God. Amen? Amen. And, and that's just the reality of life. And so we're starting a new, co- a new series called Made to Overcome. So I'm doing part one today and probably next week, and I don't know how God's going to put it all together, but I do know that I'm excited about this because if we understood that we were made to overcome, many of the things that we live in our life would not be so great or would not move us so easily. And I believe that God wants to show us something very, very important. And so I want to start off with, actually, I'm just going to ask God to come this morning because I don't know about you. Uh, I've been up since two, and I I don't, I don't want to go, oh, wait a minute, I'm preaching. I can't do that. And so I won't fall asleep on you today, but I don't want you to fall asleep on me because there is something that when we are sitting in the heavenly realms, when we are sitting waiting for God to speak to us, the enemy knows it too. And so what do you think he uses? He uses slumber. That means he makes you feel very tired so you don't hear the word. So if that's happening today, shake it off, get up if you have to, go in the back, do what you have to do. But I trust me when I tell you, I think God wants to give us uh, you know, a nugget from heaven to help us to um, deal with what we're going through today. And so let me just, uh, would, you, would you permit me to pray before we start and just join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, knowing full well that I myself cannot give anything to your children. I am just a vessel, a conduit to your love and your message this morning. So God, I'm asking that you will diminish me so that you can be actually here today, moving amongst your people. Lord, I'm asking for obedience. I'm asking for courage. I'm asking for grace and strength to just bring this message out with simplicity. God, I know, Lord, that you are here already. I thank you for the wonderful worship that we had this morning. I thank you for being present with us. Now I'm asking that you do the rest. Just come, Holy Spirit, and move upon your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? When I started my journey of sabbatical, I got this quote. I want to share it with you because this is how I want to start the uh, made to uh, overcome. It says this, life is full of twists and turns, setbacks and successes. Every, this is what really came to get me, every one of them will lead us back to Jesus. There's a big if we let them. Every one of the twists, the turns, the setbacks, successes should leave us, lead us all to Jesus if we let them. Whether that we are on the mountaintop or in a low valley, God uses what we endure to draw us closer to him. 
When I received that quote, it was like an invitation from my heavenly father saying, Mona, no matter what you go through in the next, and then I didn't know that I was going to be off for three months, no matter what you're going through, it's an invitation to draw near to me. Trust me, pursue me, seek me, and you will find me. There is something to be found. There is something that Jesus wanted to show me. And so the reality today that all of us, we have mountains in our life. And, and the question is, is, what kind of mountains are you facing today? My mountains could be different from yours, and they can be very, very, actually, they can look the same. Is it the mountain maybe of uncertainty that you're dealing with today? Fear, the unknown, anxiety. Is it a situation that's so big, you can't even barely make your day because you don't know how God is going to actually, you know, just make himself real in that situation? Or is it a scary obstacle that showed up on your path and you don't even know where to begin? That was pretty much me. I didn't know where to begin. So what I discovered as I walked through this journey, that God moves some mountains miraculously. And we know that according to scriptures, he says that God can cast it in the sea and, and make it like there was none at all. But then there's times when God brings mountains that he doesn't move. They are right in front of us, <clears throat> blocking our path, obscuring sometimes our views of God's love, and wearing us out at times, beloved. And these mountains were created for us to climb. We need to learn to climb them. Some only God can move, others God saying, I need you to learn to climb this, and as you climb it, you will discover who I am. Maybe you're like me, and today you're facing both of these types of mountains of your life. One you know only God can move, so all you can do is just pray and seek and leave it at his, in, in his hands. And then the other is that he's asking you to climb, to get ready to climb. But the question is, is that we keep coming. We say, well, God, how am I going to do it? That climb looks so big. It looks so hard. I don't feel like I'm equipped or I have the ability or that I, I, even, I'm, I don't even feel sure-footed. What is it? How do I overcome the challenges of this mountain? Well, we need to remember at all times, is that God, the God who led us to the foot of the mountain is the same God who will lead us over it. See, we tend to forget that God is God. But the question is, do we believe that we can overcome any obstacle on our way as we climb up this mountain? Do we believe that God will be there, that he sees us, that he cares for us, that he loves us, that he desires to give us grace and compassion and faithfulness on this path going up the mountain? Almost anything can be a mountain in our lives. Difficult phases of parenting. Oh, I had a lot of those mountains. Challenges in our marriages. Dreams that we have longed for and we don't see it coming to, turn, to, to fruition. And disasters could be mountains. As believers, we are promised the trials and the tests will come in our faith. You know, a lot of times we desire not to have any trials or testing or suffering, but beloved, that is not a good measurement. All of us will go through something. But so it's not a matter of if we're going to have a trial or a test or if God is asking us to climb the mountain. It's a matter of when. 
It's a matter of where my perspective is when I'm about to actually walk and climb, I should say climb the mountain. So I can be sure that, that to be sure to be f fair to myself, I need to understand there's a reason why I don't prevail or I have no triumph or victory as I climb the mountains. I know that God is asking me, that I know according to the word that he's with me, so I should be confident that I should be an overcomer and victorious. So how do we overcome whatever we face? This is, this, this is what the series is all about. You know, we are called through scripture that we are made to overcome. To overcome is not about our ability. And I think this is, we go to our externals. We say, okay, I'm going to overcome this mountain if I have such and such a person in my life. I'm going to overcome this financial instability if only I get a better job and another thing. Or I will overcome my loneliness if I have the proper husband. We go to our externals, our abilities, our expectations, our measurements. And, but really overcoming is about what we believe. Numbers 23, 19 is one of the verses that he gave me when I first started. Because he asked me to turn, repent, and then I was going to experience victory. Now, there was my part that I needed to do. I needed to climb the mountain, not stop, until he tells me. But he gave me this scripture for a reason. He said to me, God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? You see, many of us, because of a lack of trust, when we're climbing that mountain, we really actually call God a liar because during we're climbing the mountain, we're looking for other resources than God. We're looking to put our confidence in other things than God to get us to the summit of the mountain. And we get really, really disappointed and disillusioned, not first with ourselves, but also with God. So let me show you why we were made to overcome. You see, God promises us that we will overcome because of what Jesus did. This is what we hear in John 16, He says, I have told you these things so that in me, in who? In him. As I'm climbing the mountain in him, he says, I'm going to give you peace so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have troubles. That's why when people just say, I don't know why I'm going through all this. Guys. You're going to have troubles. It's really how are you going to perceive and view those problems? Through which grid? How are you going to see it? And he goes on, he says, because I have overcome the world. If I'm in Christ, that means fundamentally I can overcome whatever obstacle I'm going to face on this mountain. The word overcome is this, to win a victory over to succeed in dealing with, to master, to triumph. The Greek word says to overcome, to conquer, to be victorious, to gain victory, to prevail. I love that word, prevail. We never use it, but it's such a good word. It just sounds really good. Jesus overcame the world regardless of how the world beats you down have you beaten been beaten down by the things of the system of this world no matter what and how you live god says because jesus overcame the world you have a reason to live with bold faith because jesus is a sovereign king over all of it he has defeated sin he's defeated satan and he's defeated death 
If you are a believer today, your identity is secure. The quote that we have right, right here, it says, we are secure not because we hold tightly to Jesus, but because he holds tightly to me. There's a big difference here. If I don't know that difference going up the mountain, it really, it'll define my walk up that mountain. That is why perspective changes everything. But perspective is about what I believe as I climb this mountain. Perspective is always about what I believe to be true based on facts. If you knew that Jesus has power to overrule your circumstances, overrule your emotions, overrule your loneliness, your fear, would that radically change how you will be climbing this mountain? Is that a yes? Okay. <laughs> You're not sleeping on me already, are you? I can do dancing to get you going. I have to get you keep on going because this is important. If I can change your perspective facing the mountains, I am telling you it won't never be about the mountain. It'll be about how God will bring you up in that mountain. It makes a whole difference. So let me continue to show you why you were made to overcome. I believe as a Christian, we have been given everything to, to overcome all of the demands and pressures of the world. Do you have demands and pressures today? <laughs> if you say no, you're lying because that's what this world is all about. There's a give and take and balance in everything. I believe that we have, we have the ability to overcome the lies of the enemy. You know the lie that comes and tells you you're never going to make it? Oh, it's all your fault. You're no good. You won't, you're not even a good Christian. You know those lies? My Bible tells me I can overcome because Jesus overcame Satan and all of his lies. See, I even believe that we can overcome whatever emotions that overruns us. Now, all of us, men or women, we're sometimes overcome. We women are overcome with deep, passionate feelings of either sadness or, you know, despair or discouragement, loneliness. You men are usually overcome by anger, bitterness, resentment, and you just get frustrated. And, but they're still emotions, aren't they? And sometimes because we don't know that we have Christ in us, we get very defined by what we feel. And we get tricked in believing, like when the, when the feeling comes, I feel all alone, we believe that we are alone. That's not based on facts, beloved. There are so many people who say, you know, I don't feel like the church is there for us. But when was the last time you ever called anybody? My goodness. You know, just like it's a two-way street. God wants you to connect with people. And many of us, we don't have strong resources because we've never bothered to actually develop them. I, I can't blame it on you if I don't develop resources. Really, truly, God gave me fellowship so that I can have fellowship as I climb my mountain. That's part of our journey. Now, this is what he says in 1 John 4, uh, 5, 4, and 6. He says this, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. He says, who is that? Uh, who is who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. There's a reason why he's saying this. The commentary says this. 
Only the man who is born of God really overcomes the world and all of its pressures and demands. Because by faith, he is able to rise above the perishing things of this world. That means those temporal, those things that come and go and that are greatly moved in our life that we think we have control over and we don't. Those, he says we're able by faith to actually override, to rise above them. And we, what we do is we go to our true eternal perspective. We change the way we see things. Thus, the one who really overcomes the world is not the great scientist or philosopher, but the simple believer who realized that these things which are seen are only temporary. This is only temporary. We're going through this, climbing this mountain, this mountain in particular. It's only for a season, and I want to learn how to climb it well. I want to get to the summit, but I know that I cannot do this if I don't understand that I was made to overcome. Paul gives us the attitude of an overcomer or maybe one who understands that truth, how he perceives life. Now, we know Paul went through a whole lot of things, but I just want to show you one scripture. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 9, it says here, you've read this before, we are pressed on every side by troubles. Have you been there before? But we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We don't have the proper perspective when we're facing these mountains in our lives. The reason he could be hard-pressed, perplexed, hunted, hunted, knocked down, but never be driven to despair, never ever to doubt that God will abandon him on this mountain. He saw the reality of what was going on, and this is in verse 7, just the verse before those two verses, which says this. But we have in this treasure... We have this treasure in in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. You see this? The power that I need to climb this mountain to reach the summit is all about the God that is in me. And this brings me to the next verse in 1 John 4, 4. You've heard this before and we quote it without really understanding it. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The believer has a resource for victory, which is the presence of Jesus within us. That's our resources of victory. But really, truly, victory is always made possible for us There's the word if again. It's about a choice. If we rely on the one who is in us instead of relying on ourselves. So if I'm climbing this mountain, I'm relying on myself. You can guarantee me I'll trip up. You can guarantee that I will actually lose grounds and fall back and not be able to hold on. You can guarantee that I might not even actually reach the summit for many, many, many years. But God has called forth in my life and in your life that you are more than an overcomer because of the all-surpassing power that is inside of you because of the life of Jesus. If you are a believer, that's the key. 
When you are a believer, greater is he in me than whatever mountains I will face. Greater is him in, him in me than whatever, however people betray me. Greater is he in me if people are not there for me. It won't matter. If they reject me, my significance is in Christ. And if that's it, then I climb the mountain to the summit and know that I am going to reach that summit. We know that if we go in ourselves, we will not experience triumph. We will not prevail. We will not conquer. And that is why that God is trying to get our attention today. When we understand that this great power within us is what causes us to overcome when we face our mountains, we have a confidence and a power to face whatever obstacle that comes our way. See, for those walking in this truth, victory is assured. See, victory is not about a title. It's not about who is in my life or not. It's not about the church I go to. Victory is about me knowing that Jesus is in me. And no matter what happens, I don't have to be greatly moved. It's about belief. Do I believe that when I came and I became a child of God, that the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost came within me so that no matter what I face in this world, and by the way, it has already been conquered, that I can navigate through this darkness with very little uh, little difficulties. Now, does it mean we don't have our moments? Oh my goodness, I can write a book. I can call them my moments, my human moments, when I actually perceive through the wrong belief system. We have many spiritual enemies, beloved, but not one of them is greater than Jesus who lives in us. When was the last time you ever even said that to yourself? You have people who rise up to accuse you and judge you. Do you know that they're not stronger than the Jesus that is in you? That God is permitting this mountain. He's not removing this mountain because he's going after to define your character. He wants you to grow up. There are many times I stop asking why the mountain. I'm going, oh, I guess I need to grow up again. I can't ever stop growing up. But I'm okay with that because I know that's love. My father is taking care of me. It was Christ's triumph at the cross that enabled John to proclaim to all who believe, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. The strength of the enemy may be great at times, but greater is the power of God Almighty. We are overcomers because greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. God determined that by Jesus' sacrifice, his death, and his glorious resurrection, that all who believe on him would become his children and would be covered in Christ's righteousness. We do not have to do anything to overcome. We are overcomers because of what Jesus has done on our account. We are overcomers, not because of the job you have or the husband or the spouse, it's because of what Jesus has done. 
The Spirit of God has taken up a permanent resident in our hearts of all his children, and we become the dwelling place of the all-powerful, almighty, all-knowledge, all-gracious. He lives within us, but we walk around like paupers. We walk around like homeless orphans that don't know how to navigate life's problems, issues, and demands. When God says, if you look to me and you let me, if you allow me to become greater than your mountain, greater than your journey, you will have the confidence, the peace, and the ability you are so soaring for. You're looking for it. And it is right there. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says this. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? God cannot take it away. He doesn't come back and say, well, you weren't a good girl. I'm taking my gift back. No, you have all of the Holy Spirit in you. And that place, is he's there, and it, it, it belongs to you. God says, you were bought at a price. You don't belong to yourself anymore. And that's, that's our issue, beloved. Next week, I'm going to talk about where are you pitching your tent on this mountain? Because you can pitch it on the wrong side. Especially when we are counting on ourselves to fix things. When we are counting on our justification and how we are going to rationalize this thing and how we're going to fix it in our own strength. Oh, beloved, we are not our own. If only we realize that, we can truly rejoice that there we're, not, we're not left as orphans. He says it in John. I am sending you one just like myself. You don't have to beg for help. You don't have to beg for mercy. He says because you have the Son of God, you can go straight to the throne of grace and get help in a time of need. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He's greater in might, in majesty, in dominion, in power, in wisdom, in goodness, and grace. Why would we want to go to mere temporal things that vanish? It all comes down to the if. Is he allowed to be greater in your life? Do you believe that you have to do something to overcome? You see, we, I believe, have embraced a very small gospel. But the gospel I see, the gospel of truth, the gospel of Jesus, is big and powerful. We have been moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Our, our sin is covered and replaced with a wonderful robe of righteousness. No matter what I do today, my sin yesterday, today, and forever will always be covered. No matter how I'm going up this mountain, how many times I fail, I'm just going to get right back up because I've got the robe, beloved. We have been transfer, transferred from the earthly position to a heavenly position. That means no matter what problems I face here on earth, I'm in the heavenlies. That means I can find my solution in the spiritual realm, i.e. the word of God. The word of God will always give me my answer. We are eternally adopted, adopted, warmly welcomed in this kingdom, but we walk around like we have to do this on our own. We are eternally always with him. In him we are seated in the heavenly places. But there is more. And I'm almost coming to an end. I have another 40 minutes. There is more. 
At the cross of Calvary, our Savior victoriously, irreversibly pronounced this for you and for me. It is finished. But why do we walk around like nothing has been accomplished for us? Victory has been secured, and the evil enemy of our soul is already defeated. We have given him enough of our mind and enough of our thoughts and enough grounds in our hearts. It is time, beloved, that we believe that we were made to overcome because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No matter what I go through, he can and will be greater if you believe it. Faith is the key to bring to being an overcomer. For it is by faith we are saved, but it's also by faith that we overcome. Now, faith is not just about knowing, because a lot of you know a lot about God, but it gave you no power to climb your mountain, did it? It's about knowing and then believing. Believing is about trusting. If you want to know if you trust, then you have to find out where are you yielding. What do you surrender to? And then that leads you to reliance. That's where obedience comes into play. You see, if I know that God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-loving, all-compassionate, all-forgiving, all, all, and all, then my first thing is I should run to him as I'm going up the mountain. When I fall and I'm faced with an obstacle that is too big for me to move, I need to go to my all. I need to go to him. Jesus is everything you and I desperately need, whether we realize it or not this morning. So let me finish with this quote. For those that don't know what the, what the gospel is, let me show you a definition. I love this definition. It says this. It's full of never-ceasing power. That's the gospel. That's the message. That's the truth that we were entrusted with, which was implanted in our hearts along with the divine nature which is the Holy Spirit, the Jesus life in me. It says it is full of never-ceasing wonder, life-giving power, and transforming freedom, all wrapped in boundless love, and his name is Jesus. The gospel is not completed once we believe in Jesus, because sometimes we've been saved, and then we think that's it. We just have to wait until we get to heaven. Uh-uh, yes, my eternity is secure, but the gospel is for now. What about when I'm climbing my mountain? How in the world do I bring eternal security to that? Yeah, yeah, one day I'm going to heaven. But how do I live out life today? It is for every day. It's just the beginning for us. When we say yes to Jesus, if today you have never said yes to Jesus, you've never believed in Jesus as the Son of God, that he died and rose again to give you life, not only life eternal, but life here as you do your mountains, as you climb your mountains, then you need to make that decision. For some here, it'll be just your beginnings today. But for others, you have been on this journey for so long that you forgot the greater that Jesus is greater because he's in you. The gospel is amazing news. And many years ago, I came and embraced that amazing news, but it took me a lifetime and still is to understand the implications of how it's going to affect me and how I do my life. I pray that if you haven't already today, that you will see your need for Jesus. 
and not the counterfeit gospel, beloved. Because so many of us, we've gone and we created our own gospel because we don't like to be told what to do. That type of gospel will cause you to pitch your tent on the wrong mountain. And even if you look to the summit, you'll never reach it. Because that truth never gives you power to do what you need to do. But when you believe that Jesus died for you and he rose again and he gives you life, things start changing. If you, really, you realize today that your sin issue cannot be fixed, that you're broken inside and no matter how much you try to maintain your sinful nature, you can't do it. No matter how much you try to climb that mountain, you always find yourself, you know, falling back down. It's because Jesus is the only one that could fix it. If you receive forgiveness and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then the Bible tells me in Romans that you will be saved. And when that happens, the power, the great all-knowing, all-powerful, greater than anything will reside in you. And that is not even the end. It is just the beginning of our adventure as we go forth in life. See, the purpose for this series is to help you realize that the moment you received Jesus by faith, you became an overcomer, one who conquers, one who prevails in their tough situation, one who has victory, one who experiences freedom, one who lives out not just the knowledge but the experience of who Jesus is. So many people profess to be a Christian and yet still are bound by their past, bound by foundations that were given to them before they came to Christ, bound by their sin. You see, one of our biggest problems as a Christian is that we fail to believe the true gospel. Is it true that Jesus is greater? So how does this true gospel make a difference as I am faced with the mountains of life? Well, if you want to find out, you'll have to come back next week. And because <laughs> I already gave you the big nugget. <laughs> Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So let me leave you with a promise. Remember what I started with in Numbers 23? That God gives promises. If so he gave them, will he not fulfill them? Let me give you one promise you can go home with today. It's in Romans 8. 35 to 39, it says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He says this in 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. It's the same word as overcome. Through him, who loved us. It's the through him that we don't realize, guys. We think it's through our own ways that we overcome. No, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's his love that will sustain us. It's his love that will bring us over the mountain. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither the heights, nor death, or not not, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can bank on this. If you're standing in a place of failure today, I'm here to tell you nothing could separate you. Your relationship is settled. 
Now, your fellowship might be a little wobbly, but God says, get back to my side. Confess, repent, turn back to me, and I will bring you up this mountain and let you experience the summit experience. I, I believe that God has spoken to one or two or many of you today that we've never really realized. And I know that when I was a baby Christian, I used to, I used to quote that when I was afraid of the enemy. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Not understanding the all-powerful being that is in me. He didn't give me a copy. He gave me his life. That was his gift to me. And we don't know how to walk with that gift because we're so self-dependent. But what if, what if in the next several weeks as we keep on giving you the truth of what it is, you know, that we are made to overcome, what if little by little something gets shifted in your perception of who God is for you? What if all of your anger and your 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 inability to trust and your unforgiveness just falls way off and you say, God, I'm taking up my robe of righteousness today. I want to climb this mountain for my family. I want to climb this mountain and receive this victory and freedom that I need because people are watching, beloved. I never wanted to give a dead gospel to my children. Neither did I want to give you a dead gospel. The gospel I preach today is the only one that is all-powerful. And the center of it is Jesus. And I am his. And I love the song, the first song. I know, but I love the first song. I want to celebrate. I know who I am. Because if we did, we would know we're made to overcome. No matter what you're going through. Remember what was said today. This truth can set you free of fear, anxiety, and all the things that keep you down. You know, you need to be accepted. You need to be loved or recognized and affirmed. When you go to other things to, to find your significance, do you not know you're in Christ? That's all the significance you need. A lifetime of trying to find my significance in other things, beloved. I found him. And he has set me free from these things. And if you want to find him, I want you right now where you sit as we sing this glorious fast song. I need you to stand up and sing that song with a heart of faith. Because that's the only thing that will move you from a place of lies to a place of truth. And when you know the truth... What does the truth do? Oh my goodness, you guys are getting it. Let's sing this song. Let's stand up and believe as we sing it.
was running and you found me I was blinded and you gave me
Gloire à toi, Seigneur. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need to come to that conclusion that Jesus is ours today. Amen. Not because we do everything right, but because he's done everything right. And I bank on his strength and his ability to keep me every day. And I hope that that will become your praise song in the days to come. Amen. Let me just pray for you today and let that God would just solidify what you heard this day. It is not how I climb that mountain. It's how Jesus climbs it through me. You see the difference? Not banked on my strength. It's banked on him bringing me up. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for that truth. We thank you, God, that all we need to do is believe. God, as we seek you and pursue you, and we are intentional to get to know the truth over everything that the world tells us and the lies of the enemy, that every time you bring a truth, God, I'm asking that it'll let, just let it pop in our minds, Lord. Let it be a re, not just a revelation, but God, a, a move that changes us from point A to point B. God, I'm praying for a great move of the Spirit in, in, in this body and everywhere, God, but we're going Going through this together and God I'm asking Lord as we go through this series that just a, a, the indicator of transformation starts happening in the way that we think first because when we renew our minds Lord you say that our convictions change and then our attitudes change and then our behavior changes too God it's not the other way around so God ch change the way we think Oh, God, let us embrace the truth of who you are, God. And we love you and we praise you. God, I'm asking for a special blessing of life to fall upon each and every one of us that are here and those online today. Lord, let them experience you for who you are. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Continue. Go ahead. Continue. I know who I am. I know who I am. 